0: Look, in the woods, it's a wolf, it's a fox, no, it's the maned wolf and his mild-mannered alter-ego, uh, Phil. Keeping taxonomy researchers and podcast hosts on their toes is the name of the game, sweetheart, is this glamazon from the Amazon, this red bluster with a duster, defies categorization on a molecular level, but life has shown us time and time again that you just gotta be weird in order to survive here in life, death, and taxonomy.
1: to life, death, and taxonomy enjoy 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe.
0: And I'm Carlos.
1: Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie and Michelle on YouTube or Spotify.
0: And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LDTaxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspalich, Carol Raspalich, and uh, Richard Thank you so much for your uh, support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on.
1: And today we're talking about my maned man, but more on that later.
0: Oh, well, I'm crossing one of my nicknames off (laughs) the list.
1: Also, happy, uh, happy uh, plus-sized Tuesday. What? <laughs> it's Mardi Gras. It's Fat Tuesday. I know that because Google told me this. so
0: it's it's Fat Tuesday. I I've never heard of Fat Tuesday. I, I've heard of Ruby Tuesday. You don't. I've heard of <laughs> Bondi Tuesday, or which, whichever one Solomon Grundy Grundy was born on. The the I've never heard of Fat Tuesday. It's weird.
1: I don't know what Fat Tuesday is,
0: like, but you I eat know a lot it's like,
1: in associated with
0: Mardi Gras, Cajun food. You eat a lot of po' boys.
1: Mardi Gras is French for Fat Tuesday.
0: Oh, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm, my one semester of French from college is kicking in, and um. That checks out, and I can't believe I never thought about it. Wow. Um,
1: reflecting the practice of the last night of eating rich, fatty food
0: before the ritual Lent. Oh, gotcha. it's a Catholic yeah. thing. God, God, God. Okay, well, so today's Mardi Gras?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, for the listener, it was last week.
0: Oh, that's true, that's true. I'm getting a lot of, like, YouTube commercials about, like, go to Universal and have fun at the Mardi Gras. Like, <laughs> enjoy beads. That was one of their selling points is beads. That's really funny.
1: I would never really put the two things together, which is, like, Mardi Gras seems like a lecherous event. But it's a preparation for Lent. <laughs> it's a pre- pepper, preparation for a very pious event.
0: So let's get all your sinning out now, because we're about to go into holy town.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I mean, that seems to be what the the situation is. Like, eat all your fatty foods and drink all your drinks now, because we're going to spend the rest well, of the month not doing that.
1: Eating fatty foods is not inherently... A,
0: yes, it's a sin.
1: Although, like, a gluttonous activity might be considered a sin like no intentionally foods. intentionally gluttonous and uh excessive might be considered a sin in some circles one of the seven deadly sins Is it
0: because me, yeah.
1: it's it's deadly because of hardy
0: cardio uh <laughs> car, cardio disease that's true it's one of the, it's the leading it's the most deadly sin in America <laughs> All right, um, Bo- <laughs> what are we talking about? Not we're Mardi talking Gras. about
1: the maned maned wolf. It has nothing to do with Mardi Gras, unfortunately. It Really doesn't. Unfortunately, um, for who I don't know, but just us.
0: Unless you're at Mar- a Mardi Gras celebration and you have a mane of beads on your neck. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, the maned wolf. We're gonna. It's also called the gunk wolf for reasons i'm sure we'll talk about later um but we're gonna also call it the fake and fantastic mr fox the furry fruity friend and the red wolf of radigan because look hmm. at this guy he, like I, i'm sure that the people in elden ring were like all right we're turning that into a boss put a sword in that dog's mouth <laughs> and turn it into a boss that uh, shoots magic
1: yeah yeah You. this was oh,
0: this. I wanted to mention that this was a suggestion sent in by Chanel. So, thank you so much yeah. for this suggestion. We love uh feeling these ideas, uh, because we scour the internet for interesting animals, and um, there's no shortage of them, but it's always nice to hear what you want to hear about.
1: Yeah, we, um, the main wolf was on our list for a while or and then even chanel was like i don't know if this is there's going to be a really big major fact but it looks so interesting so may there might be something interesting about it and and there is there's some uh, there's a couple things that are quite interesting about it
0: so yeah it's just kind good, of like good, a, a a hodgepodge major fact yeah good call
1: um, yeah well uh, do you would you like to know what science has to call it
0: yeah I would this time
1: um, it's in the kingdom you know love and are in the kingdom animalia it's in the phylum cordata it's in the class mammalia it's in the order carnivora it's in the family Canidae. so so far so good
0: yeah, I got all these without even having like. to look it up. I was like, got it. Cannaday. Knew it.
1: Subfamily A, Still going pretty strong. Yeah, Tribe Canini. Up.
0: Canini. It's delicious. Canini. Um, Eat your Caninis the before the Mardi Gras.
1: <laughs> the, the genus is Chrysiseon? Chrysiseon? Chrysocion?
0: Yeah. Chrysiseon? Chris, 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 it means golden uh, dog.
1: You which, better hope we don't need to do uh we don't lose the episode.
0: It's like the tenth word in the Wikipedia article, so I'm sure you saw it.
1: <laughs> I didn't. Um and then the binomial name is Chrysosian Brachiaris. Brachiaris. And so, Chris is that's something we've we never heard of before. That's not a genus I'm familiar with. we will talk about that later.
0: Yeah, there's a reason for that. But, since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Critter groups. We're back. After two, three weeks, I think, of nitty-gritty nomenclature, we're back to critter groups. Yeah. Uh, but not entirely. I mean, it is critter groups, but the maned wolf is a solitary dude he's a lone not really a wolf he's a lone thing and uh so we're going to talk about foxes because it looks like fox um so this is a uh, part of the show where i ask you joe a question and that question is the same every time (laughs) what is the name of a group of this animal or what is the term of or what is the collective noun If you saw a group of foxes, you would not see a group of maned wolves. At best, you would probably see two or three, and they would all be a nuclear family. Um, But uh, if you saw a group of foxes, would you call it A, a den of foxes? B, a cuddle of foxes? C, a yawn of foxes? Or D, a leash of foxes?
1: I'm going to go with a den of foxes because fox, foxes have dens, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I knew I'd get you with that one. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is leash. <laughs> oh, well, that
1: wasn't even on my radar. I was thinking, you know, a den of foxes is in the cultural lexicon, Western culture, because of the biblical reference. A torch of foxes. That would have been fun.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I was, I was uh, absolutely exploiting your biblical knowledge for my own <laughs> game. <laughs> but yes, it's a leash of foxes, which does not apply to the main wolf because it's not a fox.
1: Well, I'm glad we didn't. We did that for no reason. Yep,
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pointless fun. Let's move on.
1: So I was talking about Mardi Gras, so I can't talk. I can't complain. Um, would you like to know a description of this thing? We've talked about being a fox and not being a, not being a fox, not being a wolf. Yep. What could this thing look like? Why would we even say that? Okay. Um, they're lanky canines with proportionally long limbs and large ears. They're colored similarly to a red fox with brown ears. In a light reddish or golden color on their back, um, uh, their signature manes are also dark brown, like scar. Yeah, um, I actually put that in tails, my notes. It
0: looks like he's about to kill his brother and take control of Pride Walk. Pride Pride Walk Pride Walk.
1: Um, their tails that's, are blonde. That's color. what
0: I would call if I had a if I had like a Thai cuisine place. I would call it a Pride <laughs> Walk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pride Walk, that's pretty good. That might actually be a, a place already.
0: Yeah, for different reasons.
1: So they're um, they look like a like a wolf or a dog of some kind, but it has larger ears like a fox, the coloration of a red fox, but it also has really long limbs proportionally. So, some pictures, it's uncanny. It's so long.
0: I agree. It's like a greyhound.
1: Almost like a deer. You might think it looks like a deer if you see it from a distance. Um, But that brings me to its size and dimensions. Would you like to hear um, its size and dimensions in relatable terms?
0: (laughs) If you have any relatable terms, kind of just like... Oh, I have the
1: most relatable term.
0: Oh. Um,
1: welcome to the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms for through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words Measure Up into LD Taxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new Measure Up intro this week. So that means we're going to go into the archives and find... Some of our greatest hits. Um, Nora, when we um, talked about how, like, I think we talked about, like, melanoma and black people and white people, like, how their susceptibility to it. Um, In a house episode that taught us that uh, melanoma can, like, often occurs in black people on, like, the palms of their hands and their feet and stuff. And mm-hmm. she said they can, in fact, get skin cancer. Um, I think we said that they could. I don't think we said that they couldn't.
0: I think you said um, it was less common.
1: And a hundred percent is less common. But she's pointing out the fact that um, uh, there's a kind of a dangerous myth that black people are immune to skin cancer because they are because it is less common, so they don't. And like you said, like you have to put on sunscreen because you're getting the radiation you might not notice and it might not be as noticeable because you're not turning red uh, like a a ginger family at the beach. Um, So it's important. She says it's important thing for dark skinned people and their medical caregivers to be aware of actually.
0: Yeah. It's like with uh, sunglasses. Um, If you are, like if if you don't if you go outside and you don't wear sunglasses then your pupils constrict and it doesn't let a lot of that harmful light into your eyes but if you wear bad sunglasses that just darken but don't actually block out the UV then your pupils expand letting a bunch of that bad light in so you don't want to ever wear bad sunglasses. If you wear sunglasses, you want to wear good ones so that when your pupils expand, you don't get that UV uh, in there. So the 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 pain you feel when you go outside and squint is good because it means that you're not... It's like you're not... Um, like you know that something is not good about what your eyes are, are taking in. It. It's just harsh mm-hmm. sunlight. So sometimes... It's good to have that little warning, and as a dark-skinned person, I don't get that warning, and so I almost never wear sunscreen. So this is not a good, not a good strategy.
1: And as a uh, a void of white person, I like wear <laughs> like I'm at the point where like my younger self, I was like. Maybe I'll try to tan. I'm so white. I got to tan. I got to try to tan. But I don't. I just burn, get some freckles, get a new mole, and increase my skin cancer risk. So no more. <laughs> SPF one million in a shirt. The <laughs> <laughs> hat, wide-brimmed hat.
0: You're just going to be like that. Um... Ah, What's the name of that? mutant and logan that it's all right oh yeah up, yeah whatever his name is it's, it's dressed like he's in the antarctic but it's mexico because mm-hmm. the sun hurts it's bad it's, it's good and bad
1: mm-hmm. uh since since we heard from nora let's hear from nora again without further ado the listener's favorite part of the show it's melodic it's vibratic it's, uh, it's vibratic um it's almost a year old it's a uh, may 20 may 25th 2022 we're getting close to a year old for that measure
0: up it reminds me of that um there's always i don't know, I don't know how many um mid-century um musicals you've watched but there's all there's usually that like part where the girl sings about like the love interest and it's very like there's a lot Ah. of vibrato and lots of long drawn out notes the part where like 10 year old me just left the room or fell asleep that (laughs) because it's like oh what a lovely man and all this stuff from chitty chitty bang bang like go back (laughs) to the go back to the flying car the pirates um but um that's what it reminds me of. And my mom was just in, in town recently. And whenever she comes over, we always watch one of those for old time's sake. And, man, those are those are long movies. <laughs> we watched My Fair Lady <laughs> this last time. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, it's It's got one of those songs. <laughs> it's got songs in it. <laughs> this one's got songs. I'm
1: trying to remember them, but they're like the... Like, they're uh, hard to remember from music because they're not very catchy and they're not like, very standout-ish.
0: The, oh, what a lovely, l- lonely man from from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is probably the archetype for that. And the, um, what is it, the Song of the South has, not Song of the South, goodness gracious <laughs> me, South Pacific has that. Wow. Um, Song of um, the South Pacific.
1: The, King the and Toppins. I, Toppins. Is that kind of like that vein? From
0: uh, Harry Potter.
1: (laughs) You can't say anything right. (laughs) Mary (laughs) Poppins.
0: Oh, man. But it's British and it's London and it's uh, it's airy. Something starts with a P. I get it. I get it.
1: Uh, okay, let's talk about height before we sure. talk about more like contentious oh <laughs> franchises. Um, before we
0: start calling Barry Poppins Harry Potter <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um,
1: this, this uh, they're ninety centimeters or thirty five inches at the shoulder, making it really really tall for a canine. It's only about it's only a little longer than it is tall. It's like thirty nine inches.
0: It's a perfect long. square. Of a, it's of, a, a M. of a wolf thing.
1: So, how many maned wolves go into the diameter of the nebula that is being expelled by Wolf Rayet one twenty four? Just marinate in it.
0: That's being expelled by Wolf. What? Here's a hint: a Wolf Rayet is a type
1: of star that is very hot and expels vast amounts of ionized helium. Among the, among other elements surrounding itself with a large nebula, the stars are defined by a depletion of hydrogen, strong stellar winds, an unusual spectra, and I only know
0: some of those words. I know some of those words. Um. So what's the metric again? The length of these nebula.
1: You're looking for the diameter of the nebula that's being ex- expelled by this star.
0: So I'm imagining like a a nebula is just a big bunch of hot gases, right? Like a big mm-hmm. big cloud, a miasma.
1: Well, it's um it's ionized helium among other elements,
0: shiny gas. Um it's probably big. We'll say we'll say ten million miles. Morales, ten million miles. Of Morales. Um. Man, I don't even. I, I should have just guessed the number of wolves. <laughs> <laughs> like that's basically as much as um. Okay, <laughs> how many wolves? Fine, whatever. Eighteen trillion. I think that's trillion. One, two, billion. Yes, eighteen trillion. Done. Final easy. answer. Easy, easy. easy. Yep.
1: The correct answer is 63 quadrillion. So cl- so
0: close.
1: <laughs> you couldn't so be farther. You could have been farther. Yeah, you could have said zero.
0: I, I certainly could be farther. Um, I could be um, infinitely further.
1: The nebula is six light years across. You guessed a sub-light year distance.
0: Yeah, I was kind of picturing like a, like a small dwarf star or something like that. Maybe like... The size of Jupiter, and then kind of a like a like a ring sort of situation, or like a honestly, kind of, yeah, like I would have said out. the same
1: thing. It's mind-boggling to think of singular objects in space that you can't get from one to the other at the speed of light in less than six years.
0: Or from one side of it to the other. This is bigger than the yeah. solar system. Man, yeah. Many times bigger than the solar system. <laughs> and it's one star and it's nebula.
1: Look at the picture. Look up look up a picture of Wolf Rayet 124. It looks like a Star Wars explosion. It it just looks like an explosion in space.
0: one twenty four? Mm-hmm. Gosh, there's a or lot of
1: WR one twenty four. Ooh. It looks very cool.
0: This is the thing I would have called the the eye. Um, in Andor, looks like an eye. It
1: looks like the the um. It Elden looks like Ring the outer frenzied god. flame. <laughs> yeah, it looks. I like was gonna them. say the frenzied flame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure does. Wow, that's very cool, though. And that's uh, very big. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's talk weight. They're twenty three kilograms or fifty one pounds. How many maned wolves go into the weight of Mambele, also called a hungamunga?
0: You got to start speaking English. <laughs> I don't believe anything no, you've just no said. I have
1: no idea what I'm talking about yet.
0: <laughs> I heard Mabele and Hungabunga. <laughs> Those are both true.
1: But, but Mambele. Mombele, Mombele is very Hunga Bunga. Like Hunga Munga. So here's a hint. The Mambele is a hybrid between a knife and an axe that was wielded by the Mangbutu and other tribes in Central and South Africa. Central and Southern Africa.
0: I mean, why are we talking about this?
1: Medieval weapons.
0: Oh, we're still, it has nothing to do with the main wolf. It's just, Maybe. we're still talking about medieval <laughs> weapons. So it's some sort of axe hatchet thing.
1: Yeah, remember, it's kind of like, um, there's multiple, there's many, many forms of this thing that this thing can take. But speaking of Elden Ring, the, the, the knives that the, um, oh, those assassin, those like uh, invisible.
0: Black knife th- assassins.
1: Black knife. The knives are the Black Knives assassins. That that's kind of a mumbelly
0: Interesting. That's three Elden Ring references bef- before we even get to the major fact. Before bedtime. Before bedtime, yeah. Um,
1: it's basically like a knife that has knife blades in multiple directions, so that you can throw it in pretty much wherever, unless it hits them. Unless the handle hits them, you're they're gonna get a gash.
0: Twenty-five is uh, 25 the answer. Mambele? My Go into well, the I weight of to... this wolf.
1: Let me. Oh, let me. I don't need to crunch the numbers. It's really easy. Um, uh,
0: final answer. No, is it really easy? Maybe it's just one pound. Nope. I'm sticking with it. Two pounds. Twenty-five. <laughs>
1: Um the correct answer is technically 51.
0: Uh, it's less than a pound.
1: It's it's a pound. Uh, 51 a pound? pounds. Uh 51 membele, but there are plenty of membele that are probably 2 pounds. There's 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 technic, there's a I think it's called like a African scythe knife or something like that. That like, sounds cur- like <laughs> It's a curved blade. It, it's a, essentially a curved a sword that looks sort of like a scythe. It's very Elden Ringy. And um, it's longer, and I'm sure it's, it can be two pounds. So I'm going to give you the V on that one.
0: The, the Churchill V? I'll take it.
1: hmm And I'm not flipping it around just <laughs> to make a rude gesture in England. Would you like to hear some fast facts before we get into the major fact?
0: Hmm. Yeah. You know what? Yes. Okay.
1: The wolf lives in Argentina, Brazil, Bolivia, Peru, and Paraguay. Uh, they are rare in Uruguay. Ur, Uruguay? Is that how you say that? Uruguay. Uruguay. Is it Ur, Ur,
0: Ur, Uruguay? It's Uruguay. Yeah, per- that's per- insensitive. Parakai per- per- and Urukai. Is but um, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I'm sure it is a lovely country that it has nothing to do with uh, evil <laughs> monsters from the Lord of the Rings. Um, so it in, it's it's almost it's it extinct. It might be extinct in Uruguay. Uh, it enjoys open country, especially the beautiful tropical savanna of the Brazilian Cerrado. June, you, do you know anything about the Cerrado?
0: Is it a South American savanna?
1: Yeah, I do What's know a, yeah, it's a, one thing about it. So, side note: the Cerrado is a unique environment because it is a vast plains region in the tropics, which doesn't happen that often. Um, it has a ton. Of biodiversity because of this, and it has—it's been called the forgotten area of conservation or the ugly duckling of conservation because it competes with tropical rainforests and stuff. But pictures show a stride a uh, countryside straight out of the Altus Plateau. Um, it looks like a tr- the, a tropical version of the American West. I think it That's looks gorgeous. Beautiful. And everyone can stop, can just stop. It's beautiful. You stop it, calling it the ugly dunkling.
0: It's Norman Rockwell at its finest.
1: Um, so the maine wolves have long limbs that, to help them in their preferred territory, which often includes grasslands and tall reeds. Uh, Mained wolves, you you call them skunk wolves or something?
0: Uh, the skunk wolf, yes. S-
1: skunk wolf. Uh, that's because maned wolves smell a lot like marijuana.
0: It's because they've been token. They've been joking. J, uh, they've been J-R-R-token. smoking. Jrr token. They've been late uh, night. Jrr token.
1: Um, they are monogamous, and they need the powerful scent to, uh, to, to their urine to communicate their location to their mates. So they smell like cannabis because they're because of a strong scent in their urine, um, and they use it to communicate with their spouses. <laughs> <laughs> they meet up. They meet up. Meet up each spring to make more maned babies, and the smell is so much like cannabis that police officers have been called to investigate illegal drugs that turned out to be a lanky wolf wee. Yeah,
0: I, that was in two thousand six. Back when you know. The police would go would 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 actually would investigate. Yeah. Someone's like, hey, I think someone's smoking weed in the in the zoo. And then the police are like, we're on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nowadays, they're like, they're like, so are we. (laughs) (laughs) Stop wasting police resources. Um, Other than the reefer rendezvous, they are solitary animals, unlike other canines. Their manes are thought to be used to scare off predators and rivals. When this jackal raises its hackles, it looks a lot larger, yeah, making like it, it making it not only the the one of the tallest canines, it'll look like a thick canine.
0: On Fat uh, they Tuesday, have,
1: yeah, they have three vocalizations, including a high pitched whine, a low growl, and a roar bark, which is used to communicate over long distances and sounds like just like when a dog screams. Roar- have you ever taken a roar bark test?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was whenever I read roar barking or roar bark, I thought of Roark from Atlantis. It's just like, just mash those two words together. Well, when I heard it, it, it sounded like a bark that just didn't have a like distinct beginning.
1: Let's hear a roar bark.
0: So it's just a really loud bark, but it doesn't sound like a like an explosion of like bark. It's just like a roar. It it does sound like a roar. Yeah. Um, But it has like the it has like the the definition of a bark. I like I love those like, hey, listen to this animal, make this sound. But also first listen to 30 seconds of nothing. Like I should have probably started this video 30 seconds into it. (laughs) Here's a better Um, one. yeah, yeah, yeah i like can th- see that being over it sounds like it it's it's hacking hacking up <laughs> yeah Have <laughs> you
1: seen those videos when a dog eats a bee and then they throw up
0: no <laughs> can't wait to watch oh. a video where a dog eats a bee and throws up
1: <laughs> well like well they dry heave and it's like
0: I don't need to watch a YouTube video to listen to a dog dry heave. (laughs) Um,
1: They have weird seasonal sleep schedules. They may be diurnal during the dry season and then nocturnal during the wet season. Um, But this sleep schedule isn't set. Um, It can vary based on region. So if you have one in... um, uh, I forgot. All, if you have one in Peru, it'll be asleep during the uh during the day in the dry season, but over in Bolivia, it's awake during the dry season. So it's like awake it during is the, str- the dry season. Yeah, whatever I said, the right way Stop. to say it. Stop. <laughs> Just imagine the right way. Um but yeah, it's very interesting. We don't know why They have weird sleep schedules like that. Hmm. Um, But that's all I got.
0: All right. Time for the major fact, which I'm calling taxonomic trouble. Those scamps over over at the taxonomy firm. Well, I don't know. It's just, just imagine a big building where they all get together and they're like... Uh yeah, Carnivora, that's I mean I know all of these things are carnivores, but really only the mammals can be carnivores, right? Yeah. Um But no, yeah, this 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 guy defies taxonomization. <laughs> that's a word. Um It just looks like a big fox crossed with like a hyena and a deer and a horse. <laughs> Or something—it's—it's—it uh, it just looks like this chimera. Um, the reality is that Robin Hood here isn't a fox or a wolf, as we mentioned, or even a relative of the hyena with that uh, scruffy mane. It's in the subfamily canon so it is related to dogs, wolves, and foxes. But it is actually in a tribe of dog and fox lookalikes. Also, I, I th- probably mentioned this in the hyena episode, but hyenas are uh, in the f- uh are f- in feliformes, so they they're they're cat lookalikes, which I don't agree with. I think they look uh, they all look like dogs, like not like dogs, but they're in the in the f- form of dogs.
1: An Isomor. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um. So the. The dog look-alikes in the subfamily Caninae include wild dogs, pseudo wolves, and zorros, which are fake foxes. They're called in Spanish zorros. So, next time you watch Antonio Banderas do his thing on screen, you're just like that's a fake fox right there. That's a that's a fox paws. That's a it's a faux paw. <laughs> Um, but most of its relatives, most of the main Wolf's relatives live in South America as well. So there really aren't a lot of close relatives to within this subfamily outside of, um, uh, South America. So, um, they're actually the tallest wild canid in the, in the world. Um, you mentioned that they're 35 inches at the shoulders which is the absolute, like, and that's their average. But that's the actual absolute, like, top of even the biggest dog. Um, they're taller than the wolves. I mean, those are all the big ones. I mean, you think of, like, a gray wolf being huge. You think of, like, a Great Dane um, or what, an Irish sheephound. Like, some of these huge, huge canids. And this guy, Maine Wolf, uh, is, is a cut above. Uh, it's average is their max, but it has much smaller feet, three times smaller. So you've all these dogs have these big meaty paws and this it's a little, little dainty boy. Um, it also doesn't have the same vertical pupils that foxes have. Um, so these are some of the things where taxonomists were like, I don't think this is a fox boys. I also don't <laughs> think it's a wolf. What are we going to do? So the real way that they ended up taxonomizing this, the main wolf is through electrophoretic studies of their DNA. So m- many animals are taxonom- taxonomized based just on their like skeletal structure or their dental pattern or their sexual isolation, meaning that they only mate with members of their own species, which indicates that they are members of the same species and they can't, they don't mate, they don't, they can't produce fertile offspring with other species so like you can you can breed a a horse and a donkey to get a mule but mules are infertile so because they're not the same species but you can breed a horse with another horse and get a fertile horse um but that's uh that that wasn't those kinds of like the skeletal structure and all that there there wasn't enough to for them to say like okay we know exactly where to place the main wolf in the taxonomy tree um so they had to get down to the the dna to figure this lanky lad out um but there are also some other things that set this the main wolf apart from other canids its diet also sets it apart Uh, It does eat the usual things that would be on the menu for a solitary dog. Mice, rabbits, lizards, birds. If it got together and packed, like wolves, it could take down bigger things. But um, since it doesn't, it really goes for small mammals. Kind of like the Ethiopian wolf. um, Or other uh, uh, coyotes, things like that. But um, a large portion of its diet is actually made of plants. Which I would not have called for a for what looks like a wolf. Um it's mainly it mainly eats the lo, loberia. Lo, lo, beta, I don't know, lober, lobera fruit. Which is also called the wolf apple or wolf plant is is what that actually translates to literally in Spanish. Um, And it comes from the nightshade family. It's like a tomato looking thing with an eggplant texture on the inside. What?
1: (laughs) Nothing. I said Parmesan. Uh,
0: Eggplant Parmesan on the inside. Can can you imagine if you just picked a fruit and opened it? It was eggplant Parmesan on the inside. That would be wonderful. (laughs) That would be wonderful. Um.
1: (laughs) Warm eggplant, like a hot right right out of the oven.
0: It's like, oh man, I just picked this tomato. I opened it up with shrimp scampi on the inside. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, I
1: don't know. That would freak me out a little bit. No like, seafood you... from the earth, please.
0: <laughs> no seafood that's been incubating, please. Um, but here so there's actually this interesting symbiotic relationship that the uh maned wolf has um that involves its diet. So it eats this. Fruit, this wolf apple, which is probably the coolest kind of apple. I can't <laughs> imagine it tastes all that good, but it's wolf apple.
1: Is it cooler than a Granny Smith?
0: <laughs> well, then you just need, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you just need a little Red Riding Hood apple, and you got all three main characters, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, the big bad wolf apple. It's um, a
1: red delicious.
0: Is that yeah? Red Delicious, Granny Smith, and the Wolf Apple. You've got you got the the par the parable. I don't think parable is the right word. Adage, <laughs> uh, fable. There oh, we go. Fable. Um, That's it. So what? They'll, so they'll, they'll eat this this fruit, um, and then they will defecate on uh, near leaf cutter ants. Not That's... necessarily on purpose. <laughs> Um, but
1: <laughs> I was thinking, like, okay, what does it have against leaf cutting?
0: Like, ah, I'm gonna get these boys. They <laughs> or is
1: it doing something nice for them?
0: They pinch my toesies, so I'm gonna drop a steamer on them. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: that's fair play. That's fair play.
0: <laughs> All the the it's a. It's a pseudo-doggy pseudo-ant world out there. Um not pseudo ants, real ant. So the ants will then take their their new present and they'll use it to they'll bring it into their colonies or their um their nests and they'll use it to fertilize their fungus gardens. Cause if you remember back in our leafcutter ant episode, probably a million years ago when we recorded that. But they're they're farmers. They they actually cultivate Mm a a, like a fungal garden in their nests, and they use um, the excrement from the local fauna to uh, to fertilize this garden. And and um, in the territory of the maned wolf, they they'll use uh, they'll use those droppings. Um, But they don't want the seeds. That come from the fruit, um, that make it all the way through the uh, the main wolf's GI tract. So they um, they'll leave the seeds outside of their den. They'll scatter them as they make their way back to their 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 nest, and they'll germinate and grow, and will and more um, wolf apple plants will grow around the uh, the um, the anthill, and the wolf will eat. The, the the new um fruit so it kind of perpetuates this uh cycle of um poop fruit and it's beautiful
1: <laughs> it's a circle of life right there
0: yeah they cut that part out of the beginning of the lion king though because it was a little uh it's a little blue for the <laughs> for the audience they were trying to target and they went they went with the whole like um Everybody likes lions for some reason.
1: How uh, scatological of them! Are not scatological. How of them.
0: scatological.
1: <laughs> That's what that is—scatological humor. It's... Is it really? poo jokes, yeah, scatological humor.
0: Hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> I've never been a fan of poop jokes. Yet I'm making them. Um. So. Yeah, it is technically symbiotic in a weird roundabout way, um, and that's that's about it. Was, that's about it for the uh, the main wolf. It is, it's just like a weird, skinny, graceful, fake wolf fox that eats fruit, poops it on top of ants, and pees weed. Like what else? <laughs> he sounds awesome.
1: He sounds <laughs> awesome.
0: Sounds like a bro. In my, yeah, actually, <laughs> sounds so like my bro. <laughs> 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 um but yeah that's the that's the maned wolf. You got anything else? I was trying to
1: like Johanna and I have been a hot on the trail trying to find this dog, but I, I got nothing else.
0: Trying to find this dog?
1: The dog that ate a bee and makes a funny sound. Oh,
0: I see, I see I see. Um <laughs> Alright, so that was the main wolf. Thank you, Chanel, for the suggestion. If you would like to suggest an animal for us to cover, you can email it to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. Or you can tweet it to us. It's only Twitter, right? No, not really. really.
1: (laughs) Every once in a while.
0: Email it to us. Email is better than, than Twitter. It is Twitter is a type and a shadow of email. Um, So if you're out there in podcasting, uh, snack on some fruit every once in a while. Be fuddle taxonomists as much as possible. And mark your territory with that sweet ganja like the main wolf here in life, Death and taxonomy. Cast. <laughs> it doesn't actually mark its territory with a weed, but
1: Oh, I think I found it. <laughs>
0: oh, that is unpleasant.